It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Been hearing about all sorts of things going on with the Chicago Bears. I am going to give it all to you right now, and we will have accompanying players and coaches and GMs discussing everything that is going on with the Bears. And we will start with the fact that Montez Sweat is at Hallis Hall, presumably will be practicing with the team on Thursday. And uh, the poll's going to tell you everything you want to know about Montez Sweat, including a potential contract extension for a guy who, as of right now, is out of contract after this season. Uh, we see him as a long, fast, explosive, relentless uh, defensive end that can help us both in the run and the pass game. And really, I see him as a multiplier. He's going to allow uh, everyone to, to play better, our entire defensive front, our corners, our safeties. And again, hopefully, the, we talk about the ball all the time, creating turnovers and stops uh, so we can be better. In terms of our process, um, really it was a situation where you know you try to forecast forward. Uh, you look at the draft potential. Our guys have been doing a really good job getting that information in. Uh, as well as free agency. And we felt like this was a really good opportunity to get ahead of that and get a, a top pass rusher in the building. And again, that's short term, but also for long term. Uh, we're currently working on getting a contract done now. It's hard to put a timeline on it, but I'm hoping it won't take too long. And that is, again, General Manager Ryan Poles. And it's important to hear that. Like, I think that that was the trick. There was, you know, the applause for the Bears and Ryan Poles because Montez Sweat is a good player. I'm saying applause when they made the deal, but a second-round pick is stiff if you're not sure if you're going to get a contract extension done. And Poles came into the room making it very clear that they are working on that now, talking today. So I do have a feeling that that eventually will get done. Let's go to Montez Sweat himself and hear how he's feeling about everything right now. Beautiful. Blessed, blessed, happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here, ready to get to work. Obviously, your plan on the uh, last year of your deal. Uh, have you spoken with the Bears at all about a potential contract extension yet? I'm sure my agents are talking about my agents and them are talking about something, but uh, I haven't. I'm not really in, in it right now. Just ready to get to work. How do you process the contract piece of things, knowing that your deal does expire at the end of this year, and that you know I'm sure you're trying to figure out what's next for you beyond this year for several years. Yeah, I mean, it's thought about, obviously, a, a player always wants to have security playing the, the, the sport that we play in. But, I mean, I'm sure everything will work, work itself out. Are there things you would like to see here to to commit to being here long term? I mean, you, you probably know very little about what you've just joined. Yeah, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Everything is happening kind of fast right now. Just waiting for it to slow down and uh, we hit the ground running when we get there. Do you expect to play Sunday? Will you be able to, to get out there right away? Uh, I believe so. Were you thinking that Atlanta was going to be an option for you? I mean, uh, I knew there was – my agent told me that they was in the, the talks, obviously, with that being the, um, where I'm, I'm actually from, Georgia. With that being – I mean, it was it was a place of interest. But it's the NFL. Obviously, they wanted me here, wanted me more. So this is where I am. What were you up to yesterday when you got the news about the trade? I was on my way to walk through, and uh, the rumors was, was squirreling about. So I had my phone close to me. My agent gave me a call. There it was. What are your emotions like when you get that call? I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot of, was a lot of emotions. I mean, I was in Washington for maybe what, four or five years. I developed some strong relationships there that, I mean, would, would last after that. And, I mean, you got to pick up shop and find a new home. So it's, 
it's a lot of emotions that come with that. But I mean, I'm 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 ready for the challenge. I'm ready to meet my new team. Like said, hit the ground roll. Yeah, no, it's interesting that the Bears have have picked up two players who have had similar reactions when when the Bears got DJ Moore and now Montez Sweat. Different for DJ Moore because it wasn't midseason, but both talked about you know picking up everything, being well rooted where they were. Um, and you know, full disclosure, when Montez Sweat spoke to us, he'd not even been to his locker as of yet. And as he put it, he's just trying to figure out where he's laying his head tonight. But bottom line is, is once he gets comfortable, um, it sounds like uh, he's going to be here for a while. But we'll let that play out because we have to. All right, next topic. Next topic, Jalen Johnson, who recently requested a trade and has been wanting an extension with the Bears. He's made that clear on 670, the score on the Parkinson's Beagle show. Um, he's made that clear to us, those of us who are at Hallis Hall covering the team um, after games, during the week, in the locker room. He said a lot. He has said a lot. And now Ryan Poles is talking about where things are with Jalen Johnson. First, Jalen, I have a really good relationship, uh, a lot of transparency. We sit down, we talk, we go through different things. Um, and heard a lot about not wanting Jalen here long term. That couldn't be further from the truth. Um, he knows that we want him here, um, and we've talked about that. Our process there, I'll, I'll just kind of pull back on that whole deal. Anytime we do an extension, I bring players in to sit down and have a conversation to really go over what an extension looks like. What does it feel like? Because the biggest thing is you can take things personal when you're negotiating um, through an agent. So there's the club side starts one side, the agent starts the other, and you try to find that sweet spot in the middle to get the deal done. And in that, in that sense, you can take it personal. And the big thing I want our guys and the guys here to be able to come in my office and talk about if they feel disrespected in any way, and we can talk through it to go because it, it's a tough situation. So I want them to know that my phone's on, my door's open, we can talk through that. So we've been able to do that with Jalen and, and go through that process. Um, really, with that one, we've exchanged a couple times. And it was one of those situations, a lot of times it happens when you exchange emails back and forth with deals, tone can be misunderstood, emotions can be misunderstood. We all know that. I'm sure we've all texted. And it's like, no, I didn't mean it to be that way. So um, on Sunday, we met with his side, uh, had really good uh, meetings in L.A. I thought we made progress. Uh, I, talk, I texted my group. I'm like, we'll be able to get this deal done uh, in a matter of days. We come back from the trip and... Uh, his team wants to explore uh, a trade situation. So I'm, I'm fine with that, but I brought Jalen in. We sat down, we talked about it. I granted permission to do that. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't want to lose Jalen Johnson. If I were to lose Jalen Johnson, I would like to have a high percentage of hitting on another Jalen Johnson, which to me is a late first and it's a uh, early second. Um, so really simple there. That didn't happen. So we are still open to getting a contract done. And I'm going to follow Jalen's lead on how he wants to go about doing that. But we're still open. And, again, Jalen and I have talked as recently as today. We don't know what Jalen Johnson is asking for right now. And it sounds like he's asking for a number that would put him in in the elite cornerbacks in the league. So, and, you know, Poles is like you. He, he knows – 
how good the player is. I mean, you heard him li- almost literally putting a a draft value on him as a late first round or where he was drafted in the second round. Let's hear from Jalen Johnson. Jalen, the question to him is, he's still interested in negotiating with the Bears. Yeah, I mean, not really too focused on it right now. Just want to continue to stack this season, continue to build my resume best I can. And, I mean, I have some personal goals that I, I want to achieve and, then from there, we'll we'll figure that out when that time comes. But that's not what I'm interested in right now. I'm trying to win. Are you, just, are you disappointed, Jalen, that nothing happened that you seem to desire at the trade deadline? Um, I mean, yeah, I would say as far as some things that I would want, I feel like nothing in a sense that I wanted has happened so far as far as contract, trade, anything like that. But, I mean, it's not. I feel like there's something something bigger. Maybe the timing was, wasn't there. And, I mean, again, I've always said that. I'm going to let God take the will on it, and I don't want to try to force anything. And since it doesn't happen, I feel like there's a reason why some things haven't happened yet. So I'm going to just continue to play ball, continue to grow, and see what happens after that. How did did it happen? How did you guys go from a few months ago, Ryan Paul's talking about wanting to have you here, you talking about wanting to be here, Mm -hmm. to you asking to be traded? Um, I would just say – not I feel like really not coming to be on, on the same page. And like I said too, it's a it's a difference between talking and thing trying to work things out versus getting things done and up until I mean, up until this weekend nothing nothing was done and I fir- figured I wanted some different opportunities or see what, what what else was out there for me. Um so I mean really other than that that that's about it. Do you do you want Jalen, do you want to be here long term? Yeah, I've said that since I've got here. Matt, that's the last line of it. Still wants to be here, but it does seem like Jalen Johnson is wanting more than he's even let on and making more of a fuss than we expected him to make. The best thing I could say is stay stay tuned. My gut is that they still do get something done, and the reason is is because I've been hearing from Jalen Johnson for a long time now that he wants to be here. Um, that this is his first choice and all of that. And hearing Ryan Pohl say the same thing, essentially, that that makes for a good partnership. So that's that's my gut on that. Let's get on to the next topic now with Ryan Poles, and that is the firing of their running backs coach, David Walker, um, for not meeting standards inside or outside of the building. Something untoward was going on. The Bears aren't giving details but it does appear that it was a human resources issue from inside the building. Here is Ryan Poles on the firing of David Walker. Do the Bears have a culture problem? And if no, why Why not? Because these things don't happen, and now it's happening twice in six weeks. Yeah, well, I can be really clear with that one. We have uh, expectations here, and this comes from me, Kevin, George, and Matt. If you don't meet those expectations of how you move around this building, how you treat people, how you talk to people, how you act, you don't belong here. So the alternative is you do nothing and you just kind of brush it on the rug and you're cool with that, which we're not. Or you, you act accordingly to make sure that your culture is strong. So unfortunately, just I feel like every time I talk, it's like the easy way, the quiet way, the hard way is the loud way. And we have to deal with this, but... That's how we're going to do business here. Straightforward with with uh, Ryan Poles. I do respect what he was saying right there because that is the hard way. I getting the feeling that you know 
Ryan Poles is not when it comes to stuff that serious, and we don't know specifically what happened, but you know, HR issues are HR issues. Um, and he's not like a, a second chance guy. He's not a look the other way guy. So I did do give Ryan Poles a lot of credit on that. What about Matt Eberflus though, on his level of accountability in the David Walker, excuse me, yeah, uh, David Walker thing. And, and for that matter, you know, he's the one that hired Alan Williams to be the defensive coordinator. And he also was fired unceremoniously. So here's Matt Eberflus. Morning, you know, from my my vantage point, but we have a standard to uphold to, and when we hit, when that standard is not met, we act, and uh, we act accordingly, and that's what we did today. But Matt, Matt, to Dan's question though, like, this is two guys on your staff that you hired. What is your responsibility for this instability and these issues coming up? Guys that you did background checks on and worked with. Yep, I would say that uh, the responsibility is there because I'm the head football coach, um, but I would also say that the standard. Right has to be met, and when it's not met, you know, you make a decision, and we did that. You pride yourself on building a team based on culture, yet by week nine, two coaches are off the staff. Is there a culture issue within your coaching staff? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, so uh, the culture uh, in our building is outstanding. Um, The guys work hard every single day. Uh, The relationship piece is there. Uh, We care about each other, and uh, we're working diligently you know, to get this thing turned, you know, we're two and two in the last two games, you know, one game was real close, had a chance at that one. And we really feel we're turning the corner um, there and we feel excited about this week. Um, but uh, to answer your question, our culture is awesome. Do you, do you, like, do you, you have to like, vet these guys better though? Like when you sit down, is there something missing in the interview process? Or yeah, I would just, I would say that, uh, you know, we take pride in that. We take pride in vetting the guys, uh, just a player, coach, staff. We take a pride in that. But again, when the standards aren't met, you know, we, we take action and that's where it is. But do you feel like you erred in your evaluation of the coaches that have left? I would say that, uh, like I said, we're just, uh, we take pride in that. Okay, and then, you know, again, actions are actions, and then we got to take action uh, for that. What was the response in the room? What was the response from your Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, it was part of the team meeting, right? So I met with the leadership council this morning, and it was it was good. It was good. The guys were, you know, obviously, you know, I got to the running back guys first and then worked from there and talked to the leadership council. Our guys are resilient. You know, they, they really are. They're, they're tough-minded. Uh, they've been through adversity, and the culture is great here. You know, and our guys work their work, work their tails off, and and you guys see the locker room, you know what it's like, and uh, it, it is where it is, and then guys move forward. When you came here, you came here, you said you wanted to be a CEO style coach. Do you think that these departures reflect poorly upon your ability to do that? I would say, like I said, you know, it is where it is right now, and again, we took action, you know, uh, with with the situation that we've had, and uh, that's where it is. That's what it is right there. The, a lot of culture is awesome stuff going on right there. Maybe the players' culture is awesome, but apparently there is a problem with the, the coaching culture. I think it's pretty obvious with some of these guys. And uh, maybe some of it is because it's 2023 and not 1993. And people, I don't know, I don't know, that the people aren't getting away with the stuff that they once did get away with. And you got to, again, appreciate both Poles and Eberflus for holding these guys accountable as painful as it is publicly. Um, and yeah, look, there's culpability for those guys as well. Again, nobody's getting off the hook here. Last thing here, and this has been a long episode. Um, Ryan Poles, Hey, while you're here, 
Um, is Matt Eberflus still the right man to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears going forward? I see on a, every every day where I see him address the team and I see his approach through adversity, it is stable, man. And I know in the outside world it doesn't look like that, and I know it looks like we're far away. But this dude comes in every day and just keeps chipping away. He has high integrity. The people that he brings in here, he's done the work to make sure that they're the people they're supposed to be. Again, we hold that standard. If it doesn't follow that and, and, and people aren't acting that way, they're not here. But the way that he holds holds everything down here is incredible for how loud it is, how tough it is. I mean, this team, you could watch them. They fight. I know this past weekend wasn't great, but you can't watch that team and be like, oh, they're going to fold. Most teams fold, and they're not folding. It's been hard. It's been really hard especially from where we started last year, trying to build this and do it the right way. What I see from him on a daily basis and how he gets his team ready on a weekly basis, to me, I see a grown man that has leadership skills to get this thing out of the hole and into where it needs to be. All right. That sounded like a vote of confidence to me. Um, I know that there's differing opinions from me and my colleagues here at Hallis Hall. There are some who think he's dead man walking. Um I'm going to, you know, after two years, I think Flus probably begins the season as the Bears head coach next year, unless something colossal, if it goes colossally sideways for the rest of the season. But I still think Matt Eberflus is the head coach of the Chicago Bears uh, next week. So that's what's uh, going down with the Bears. I'm just looking through my notes to see if there's anything else that I need to throw out at you guys because um, there's been so much about the issues here. Tyson Bajan saying that he will start again. He spoke to the media, nothing earth-shattering. He, he said nice things about Montez Sweat. Tremaine Edmonds did not practice knee injury. Eddie Jackson practiced in full, though it was a walkthrough, but those were projections, and they are projecting that Eddie Jackson is ready to practice in full. And Omar Young is is has been promoted from within to become the new running backs coach because David Walker was fired. That is all for today on The Daily Score. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I am Mark Rohde. Talk to you tomorrow.